Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. I'm Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Lisa Ramsey, someone whom I've known for about a dozen years now, but didn't really get to know her until the last couple of years when our work crossed paths as we both focus on the Medi-Cal population. In today's episode, we learn some of the myths about Medi-Cal eligibility and how income and asset limits are rapidly changing, especially going into 2024. Lisa shares her story of how she got involved in the Medi-Cal world and has become an expert throughout the state of California. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us on pophealthpodcast.com, checking out our YouTube channel, or visiting us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks everybody. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, my pleasure, Gavin. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, Folks, I've known Lisa for probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 years, but didn't really get to know her uh, until this past year when uh, my day job uh, had a lot of involvement with Medi-Cal. And uh, so we reconnected. And one of the things I realized for our show is we've never really done a show from a Medi-Cal expert on eligibility and what that means. And that's Lisa's bread and butter and her expertise. So Lisa, we'll be talking um, with you and learning from you about that today. But before we do that, we like to get to know our guests a little bit. Uh, Tell us something about yourself, maybe outside of the workplace that would surprise us, hobby, fun facts, something like that. Um, Well, I have um, four grandchildren and they're just amazing. Grandchildren are the best. We should have had them first. If you haven't had them yet, (laughs) what you do, you'll agree. But yeah, grandchildren are the best and they are the love of my life. That is awesome. And we're in the holiday season. So hopefully, I'm guessing you get to see hopefully most of them during this holiday season. Oh, absolutely. That is awesome. Great. Cool. So uh, you're a grandma, which I did not know. So I've known you for 12 years or so. And now I know that. So that's a cool fun fact. So Lisa, I'd like to get to know you maybe on the background side as well. So where did you grow up and um, go to high school, I guess? We'll start there. Um, I grew up in Florida, St. Petersburg, actually. It's uh, actually a tourist area. I didn't know, but um, I thought everybody had beautiful white beaches. <laughs> <laughs> and they chased uh, or they ran from alligators and snakes and cockroaches that fly. And <laughs> that a lot of great amazing. things happening in Florida. But yeah, I went, well, I went to Bogosiega Senior High School there in uh, St. Pete. And um, my uncle was a police officer there growing up. It's kind of a small town. Um, to some extent, but um, yeah, I had a great childhood growing up there in uh, Florida and just didn't enjoyed the uh, everything it had to offer. That's great. So um, today, of course, we're talking about Medi-Cal eligibility. Can you walk us through like at what point as you you know were graduating high school, like were you thinking of getting into healthcare? Did you study healthcare? <laughs> were you a clinician? Tell us, tell us how you ultimately got into healthcare. Yeah, that's a great question because um, actually in high school, I when I when I did graduate high school, I went right into computer programming, learning about COBOL and um, DOS, of course, and, you know, all those old school things now. But, um, yeah, computers was my thing. And um, I ended up later on getting a job working for Medi-Cal 
Um, but never in my life did I say, Ooh, I want to be a welfare worker when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's take a pause. So you mentioned you got a job working for Medi-Cal. How did you go from one coast to the other? So I got married at 19 and moved out here to California, you know, just oh, a few wow. years ago. And um, <laughs> when I first moved out here to California, my husband um, and his family were all in aerospace. So I actually started working in the aerospace industry and I worked for a couple different aerospace companies. And um, I really enjoyed that, um, getting my hands dirty, actually working with the parts and testing them, dialectical testing, reading schematics and blueprints and, you know, working hands on with them. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, unfortunately, as many people know, the aerospace industry is not stable, and I was laid off twice oh, wow. in aerospace and was actually thinking about moving back to Florida. And then, lo and behold, Orange County offered me a position as a Medi-Cal worker, and so I stayed, took the position, and the rest is history. Wow. Okay. So I know you don't reside in Orange County, but that's where I first met you. And so now I'm connecting the dots, why you were in Orange County and, and all of yeah, that. So, that's... so Orange County went bankrupt. I don't know if you remember in the early 1990s. No. It was the, it was the richest county in the nation. Nobody expected that to go bankrupt. Um, but unfortunately it did. And I got laid off. So that was the third time, <laughs> third time yeah. I got laid off. And then um, I was living in Riverside County at the time. And so I applied in Riverside County, got picked up right away, went through the training all over again to be a Medi-Cal worker. It's eight hours a day, five days a week for almost 10 weeks. And I've been through that twice. So um, working in Riverside County for a bit and then Orange County got back on their feet and they called me back and I went back to work for Orange County. Then while I was working for Orange County, as a Medi-Cal worker, um, I was approached by um, a professional who worked in the nursing home industry, and they offered me a position to come work for them as a corporate consultant. So I quit the county, and yeah. I went to work in the nursing home industry, also known as a skilled nursing facility, a SNF. And uh, so I was in, in that industry for a number of years. And I don't know if you remember when the PPOs originally rolled out. A lot of companies kind of reorganized when all these changes were happening. And lo and behold, I got laid off. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was number four. <laughs> so, but um, my supervisor uh, at the time, she also got laid off. And she went back to work for another company she used to work for. And she had them create a position for me. It was a much larger company. Um, they had me working the entire state with all of their nursing homes that they owned. I did a fabulous job. It was amazing. I loved what I do. I loved what I did. I love what I do. Um, yes. So I went throughout the state working in all the different nursing homes that they owned and helping the staff understand how to work with Medi-Cal better and helping the families understand what they need to do and just bringing everybody together and making it happen. And I got a really good reputation of knowing I know what I'm doing and I do a good job at it. And so Unfortunately, uh, down the road, my position was eliminated when they sold the company. So that was layoff number five. <laughs> and so at that point, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I was kind of in shock. Um, and people kept calling me and referring people to me for help. Question, answer my questions about Medi-Cal. Can you help me qualify? And so my husband just said, you know, why don't you start your own business? And I said, yeah, yeah okay, that's sure. Why not? 
you know? So I called a good friend of mine and she's a CPA and I says, I want to start my own business. What do I do? And she says, well, first thing you need to do is file a DBA. And I'm like, what's a DBA? What's a DBA? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, I had no clue on how, I've always worked for very large companies. So I never really had an idea of how all of this works. So I got the uh, business 101 and understanding uh, how to create a company. You know, we're going on over 20 years now with my company. I've been doing this over 30, um, but I'm now um, an S Corp. And I have 12 staff, amazing uh, staff. They're, they really are. I can't, I'm so blessed. And we've got a great team. And we all love what we do. Very compassionate. We, we care about the people we care for. And um, it's, a great, it's a great company. It really is. I, I provide amazing benefits. We work a 410 work week. I mean. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So I appreciate them. And I try to take good care of my, of my team. That is great, Lisa. I didn't know about that, the 410. And for those, most of you may be familiar, but uh, four days a week, 10 hours a day, which to me, A24, that'd be amazing. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, yeah, so we yeah. have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off every week. And then when there's a Monday holiday, we get a four-day weekend. Woo! And you got and the holiday. When they get a week. holiday, they get paid for 10 hours instead of eight wow. because that's wow. just who I am. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's funny, folks, uh, we're recording this episode before the uh, Christmas and New Year's holiday coming up, which happens to fall on Mondays. So maybe that's why it's top of mind with Lisa. Uh, but that's, that is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know, know. What am I going to do with myself with all those days off? <laughs> four day, two four day weekends in a row. Wow. Without using right. any PTO. Any, uh, that's really neat. Yeah. I didn't know you had 12. I knew you had, I knew you had employees, but that's a, a great dozen uh, staff, which just shows um, that that's a really cool story, how you built that expertise and build that network survived five layoffs and said, I'm never going to do this. I mean, I'm, I'm just interpreting this. You'd be like, I'm not going to get laid off again. I'm going to be my own boss. I know, right? It's like, oh, I'm tired of this. So, but every time I got laid off, I got a better job. I was, I was just very blessed. Amen to that. And there's a plan, right? Yeah. There's, there's a plan yeah. and that happens and it's easier said than done, but sounds like you knew, or at least the results were positive. It's really a nice so. story to be able to tell people, especially those who get laid off or going struggling through something, um, some type of adversity. You know, I share my story and be able to tell them, you know, how I turned things around and it ended up for the better. So, you know, stay positive and just keep working through it. I'm right there with you. I won't go into detail, Lisa, and a lot of folks on the show. Well, don't know. My middle name is Tenacious, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, but I've been through some some tough situations myself, and every time it's been uh, a better a better thing has happened. Yeah. So um, well said. So let's jump into medical. And so one of the things that you had mentioned to me um, is how medical is changing. But before we get there, like in 2024, for example, which we'll talk about, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown about medical eligibility eligibility historically? Um, and today, so, what is yeah, so Medi-Cal has been around for over 50 years, um, and it's really changed. Medi-Cal is California's version of Medicaid here in California. Medicaid is a nationwide federal benefit that's available in all the states, and basically the government gives them, you know, a sum of money to handle their Medicaid program, and then they mandate it and regulate it to how they see fit. So every state's rules are different. You can't move from state to state and take your benefits with you. If you move from state to state, 
you have to discontinue your benefits in that state. And then when you get to the new state, you apply for the new benefits. Got it. Okay. And that's good to know. If you're in California and you're on Medi-Cal and you move from county to county, you can do an inter-county transfer where you just call the county where your benefits currently are and give them your new address to the county where you're moving and they'll send your case to that county and you should not have any disruption in benefits. I make it sound simple, but that's how it's supposed to work. Of course, we all know with the government, things don't really always happen the way that they should, but hey, that's why Medi-Cal Consulting Services is here. Yes, that's why. And that's why you have a lot of folks to help you because there's a lot yeah. of folks in need. So you said over 50 years, it's uh, California's version of Medicaid. Um, what are some of the like maybe misconceptions about Medi-Cal that people may not realize? Wow. Okay. So there are a lot. And okay. um, actually, let me mention really quick that we have a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube okay. and you put the name of the company, Medi-Cal Consulting Services, you'll find our YouTube channel with about 15 videos. They're all up to date, current, and have had some amazing information. I mean, it'll blow your mind because it's the truth. And there's so much misinformation out there. One of the big myths that I hear is that I make too much money. A lot of people think that their income will keep them from applying. Now, let me step back a minute and it kind of explain something. There's three different types of Medi-Cal. I go in this, into this in the videos on YouTube. But okay. There's three different types of Medi-Cal. There's SSI Medi-Cal, which is through the Social Security office. SSI stands for Supplemental Security Income. Now, it's a welfare program through the Social Security office. And the rules to qualify are very stringent. You can't have more than $2,000. Your income has to be at a certain level. I mean, there's, it's very stringent. Now, the other two types of Medi-Cal are administered through the Social Security. Sorry, the, the Medi-Cal office, the state Medi-Cal office. That is Magi Medi-Cal and non-Magi Medi-Cal. Now, non-Magi Medi-Cal is also known as traditional Medi-Cal. And traditional Medi-Cal is the original Medi-Cal that's been around for over 50 years. Now, when the Affordable Care Act was passed, I think in 20, 2008 or something, that's when Medi-Cal was expanded and it created the Magi Medi-Cal program. Under Magi Medi-Cal, which stands for Modified Adjusted Gross Income, MAGI, Magi Medi-Cal is for people who are under 65, so they're 64 and under, and not on Medicare. Those individuals <clears throat> can apply for Medi-Cal under the Magi program. Their eligibility is assessed solely according to their income. Okay. Got it. Now, non-Magi Medi-Cal, which is based solely according to your assets. See, that's the difference. Magi is with income. Non-Magi okay. is with assets. <clears throat> Income will not disqualify you. Now, non-Magi Medi-Cal, which is traditional Medi-Cal, is for people who are 65 years of age or older or on Medicare. And there are no income limits. And that's the biggest myth that I hear on a regular basis. People think I make too much money. You can't make too much money. You can have too much money, but you can't make too much money. Now, if you happen to make a certain amount that you may feel is a lot, you may have what they call a share of cost. Now, share of cost is your cost of the care. It's like a deductible, okay? okay. And your share of cost is calculated 
differently depending on whether you're married or single, um, whether you're at home in the community or you're in a boarding care, assisted living or a nursing home, hospital type setting. It's all different and the calculations are completely different and done differently. Um, so there's no one income limit that people sometimes will say, what is the income limit this year? There's there's so many different types of income thresholds is what I call them. They're not limits, they're thresholds. That's what they use to determine if you'll have a share cost or not. Gotcha. Now, there's a lot of strategies that someone can use, if you know Medi-Cal like I do, that will help you get the best of the Medi-Cal possible. And what I mean by that is help you get the lowest share cost that is available to you, depending on your circumstances. And because of the knowledge I have, the expertise, doing this for over 30 years, I know all the ins and outs. I know the little caveats that can help you um, obtain the benefits you need and get that zero share cost if that's what you need. Because some of the benefits that are available through Medi-Cal actually require you to have a zero share cost. Yes, okay. So that's important to make sure that whoever you're working with to help you knows how to strategize with share cost. Got it. Okay. So for some reason, I thought like in 2024, there's going to be some changes. Is that true? or? Oh, my gosh. There are some yeah. huge changes that have occurred. Um, one of the biggest changes is that starting on January the 1st, just a little ways down the road, probably by the time this comes out, it'll be past January 1st. So yeah. it'll be in place. But Medi-Cal is eliminating asset limits for non-MAGI um, Medi-Cal. So that means after January 1st of 2024, everybody, I mean everybody who's 65 years of age or older or on Medicare at any age will be eligible to Medicare. You'll need to apply. It's not going to come automatically, but you are eligible. Now, they're not going to concern themselves with your assets, except if they're income producing type assets like an IRA, 401k, or maybe it's a type of investment that pays out an income, whether okay. it's an interest, a dividend, a lifetime payment, or what have you. Those, all those income types are going to be counted when calculating your share of cost. Okay. So like someone who could be conceived as a millionaire will still qualify for Medi-Cal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's something. It's I think pretty 90, amazing. I think 90, I, I would guess 99% of Californians didn't realize that. Like I didn't. You know, until you told me, I think like a few weeks or a few months ago, I'm like, what? I want to hear Yeah, more. it's pretty crazy. Now, one of the yeah. other really big changes coming out in 2024 <clears throat> is Medi-Cal is eliminating the immigration barrier. So there's no longer going to concern themselves with what your immigration status is. Regardless of age, there's no like certain age. Nope. Mm -mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So as there are, I know like there used to be like a gap like uh, or there is today i guess in like medical coverage for folks who don't have a, a legal immigration status so starting next year there's no and i think that was there's like an age like 26 to 50 or something was like a weird window uh, but now there's none of that so anybody Correct. can apply Correct. wow okay yeah. how do people apply for medical in the first place well there's a number of ways in which you can apply of course you can call my office and we'll help you um and you can actually use our our company my company to um, do a free assessment and a free consultation, no cost, no, no obligation. And we'll help you understand what your options are. We'll answer your questions, explain things to you, get you all geared up. You can hire us to help you do it. We guarantee our services in writing 
That's how confident I am that we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. And we provide all of our clients with ongoing case management support. Now, if you decide you want to hire us, that's great. But if for some reason you want to do it on yourself, um, there's a number of ways in which you can do that. You can physically go down to the Medi-Cal office in your area and apply right there in person. You can also call the Medi-Cal office and you can initiate the application right over the phone. You can also um, do it online, which is what I recommend. So that's the best way to do it. If you know if you have access to a computer, that's the best way to apply, in my opinion. That's how we do it here with all of our clients. Everything's done online. Okay. Got it. And so people utilize your services because it's, uh, I'm just talking out loud here. It's because you know the ins and outs. It's just easier, less time consuming, um, less frustrating. Well, I, I know guess. people, Gavin, who have applied three, four times and they just keep getting denied. And they're being denied erroneously. I mean, Medi-Cal is telling them they don't qualify. They're telling them their income is over the limit. One income is not even a factor to qualify. I mean, there's so many hiccups in the Medi-Cal system to just discourage people, to deny them. You know, it's just, it's sad. So sometimes people just give up and go away. And I just want to try to get out there to whoever I can to say, don't give up. Don't give up. I, I, mean, give, I give people free advice all the time. I tell them, if it goes this way, ask them this or ask them that or call this number and ask for an appeal. You know, I just, I give them, I guide them along the way, right over the phone, free of charge. Awesome. <clears throat> not so everybody what, has the money to pay for a private advocate, you know, so. Yeah, so, so are you guys hired just for like applying for Medi-Cal or reapplying for Medi-Cal or are there other reasons people uh, connect with you guys? Yeah, that's a great question. So people will hire us to get them qualified for Medi-Cal, which is one of the main services we do provide. Okay. So people will hire us, like I said, to get qualified for Medi-Cal or maybe to renew their benefits. So once a year, you have to reapply. It's called a redetermination. Okay. So someone can come along who's already on Medi-Cal and say, you know what? I don't want to deal with them anymore. They just keep getting this wrong. I just don't want to deal with it, you know, for whatever reason. And we can take it over at any time. Now, people also will hire us just to take over the benefits. They're already on Medi-Cal. They don't really need help, but they're tired of dealing with Medi-Cal. They don't understand how to use the benefits. They have so many questions. So they hire us for our ongoing case management support. In addition to that, people will, at times will hire us to help them get their share of cost reassessed. Medi-Cal gets it wrong all the time when they're trying to calculate a share of cost. They'll come to us and they'll say, you know, hey, I applied for my mom or, you know, me and my husband applied and they gave us this $4,000 share of cost. I look at their information and I say, you should have had a zero share of cost. Yeah. You know, they don't understand why or what happened, but they're like, you do it. You handle it. I can't handle deal with this anymore. And we take it over. We guarantee our services in writing 100% give people peace of mind to know that we know we're going to do it, make it happen. And then our ongoing case management support, honestly, Gavin, is invaluable. Just helping people understand how to use these different benefits, you know, helping them understand what that shared cost means. Is it calculated correctly? Mom's in the nursing home. Now mom is going home. Well, the shared cost needs to be reassessed and recalculated. Medi-Cal is not going to do that for you automatically. They don't do anything on their own. You have to 
basically force their hand a lot of times. And we do that by filing an appeal. So we'll file an appeal and we'll say, such and such individual has now gone home. We need the Medi-Cal to be reassessed. You know, a lot of times they're entitled to a zero share cost now. We need to make sure that happens because maybe they want to take advantage of some of the um, programs that are available, like IHSS and Home Supportive Services or the Assisted Living Waiver Program, the ALWP. Those programs in PACE, you know, Program for the All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. Those programs require you to have a zero share cost. So we help people obtain that. So they can utilize those services and have a safe discharge and be successful at home. Awesome. Cool. So uh, so I know when um, I'd referred some folks to you, maybe like, you know, periodically throughout the last year or two, I remember there's like a, a tool. Um, so you prefer when people go to your website or reach out to fill out, is it a questionnaire or what do you call it to get the it's process? It's an assessment. Started? Yeah. Okay. Free Medi-Cal assessment. If you go to our homepage, medihelper.com, it's one word. Medihelper.com on the home page in the top right hand corner is a big orange button that says free Medi-Cal assessment. You complete that assessment. It's real simple. It just takes a couple minutes. We just want some basic information. We don't ask for your social date of birth, account numbers, anything like that. We just kind of want to have an understanding of what your circumstances are to help us understand so we can advise you better. So once you complete that assessment and you submit it, an option will come up for dates and time. And you click on a date and time that's convenient for you. And we'll call you at that time. And you'll most likely be speaking with me. And I'll go over that information with you and answer your questions, help you understand the programs, how the qualification process works. Just get your questions answered and get you on the right path. Awesome, Lisa. Well, hey, I prepared some questions for myself and I think I've gotten all of them. Um, Is there anything else you think we should know about Medi-Cal Consulting Services or MCS? Um. Well, I Medi-Cal Consulting Services is probably one of the best companies you can go to, you know, and and honestly, it's not just because it's my company I'm saying that, but it's because how we deliver our services. You know, you can look at our reviews on Google and Yelp and see the amazing service that we provide to our clients, but it's hard to find somebody out there that's going to guarantee their work 100% in writing. You know, most people don't stand behind what they do. But even in addition to that, that ongoing case management support that comes along with the services, because, you know, someone could probably go out and get their parent or their loved one qualified for Medi-Cal, but what do you do next? You know, they're just lost. And there's no place, honestly, there's no place you can call that says, hey, can you tell me what's available through Medi-Cal? There's nothing out there. And that's one of the main reasons we started the videos on our YouTube channel. So people had to go at a place to go to where they can get information, understand how to use the benefits, whether they're our client or not. I mean, everybody has a right to know the yeah. truth so they can make informed decisions. That's great. Well, hey, Lisa, I appreciate you uh, being available today and getting to know you better um, over this last year or so. Folks, I usually don't have organizations on that are fee for service like Lisa's, but I figured she should be an exception. Her organization could, should be an exception. As you guys know, who've been watching or listening to our shows, especially in the last couple of years, you know, we're really focused on the Medi-Cal population. And we, we acknowledge, you know, folks don't have a bunch of money to pay for consultants or things like that. But this is one of those exceptions where you might want to consider it. Yes, there are ways to get Medi-Cal for free. And if you know how to do it and can do it without a bunch of pain and can tolerate it, no problem. That's great. 
But again, um, I thought, Lisa, um, your organization, you have impressed me this past year, being available to me, educating me. Um, and you've done it for free for me. So thank you. Not saying she does that. I didn't add an apply for Medi-Cal. She does. I hope I didn't misspeak there. And everyone thinks your services are free. They're not. Uh, but well, we do offer a lot of free services, though. I mean, the, the free assessment, the free consultation. And I tell whether you hire us or not, you can still ask us questions. You know, most people end up with my email address. They can email me questions, whether they're my client or not. I mean, honestly, I feel that everybody has a right to know the truth. Awesome, Lisa. So again, the website is medihelper.com, uh, M-E-D-I-H-E-L-P-E-R. Uh, fill out one of those questionnaires and then Lisa uh, or a member of her team will reach out. And again, the YouTube channel, guys, Lisa, every time I meet with you, uh, I think you're always reminding me, yes, those videos are there. And I have seen some of them. So folks, um, I would advocate for you to do the same and check it out on her MediHelper YouTube channel. Lisa, thank you so much again for being a guest today. Thank you, Gavin, for this opportunity. Great seeing you again. Take care. You're welcome, Lisa. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.